You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 34. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. It is wonderful to have you here. I have had a fabulous day. I hope that you have as well. I did an interview that I am so excited to share with you in the next couple weeks for the show. Visited with some wonderful clients and have just enjoyed the sunshine today despite the fact that the temperature is already climbing to 100 and it's not even June yet, but just enjoying all the wonderful things that life has to offer today. And I hope that you're able to do the same. So what are we going to focus on today? I invited one of my former students to talk with us on the show today. And the reason that I felt that Ron West would be such a good fit for the show is that Ron came through the program that I teach at UTD about three years ago, and at the time was making some major changes in his life. He was a very successful businessman and had had decided to do some formal training in executive coaching and learned as many of us do as we go into the actual formal training of coaching, that there's a lot more to it than maybe we originally had anticipated. And Ron made some major changes that we'll talk about in today's interview to create the kind of business that he wanted. And it's through that journey and his willingness to share that journey with all of you that I think will be very enlightening, particularly for those of you who are still in a place of determining how do I create the kind of business that I aspire to. Ron had to do just that in creating a business from sort of a flat line to a business now where he is turning clients away and attracting that ideal client for him, creating products from his years of experience and and being able to share that with his clients. What you will learn from Ron today is what he did to create some of that clarity about who that ideal client was and what he wanted to offer those clients. What he did to create clarity for himself in creating what he'll call the 2020 plan, his plan for 2020 and where he wanted to be at that point and how he uses that plan to help structure and focus him through his business development And that ultimately, when he got clear about who he was as a coach and who he wanted to work with and how he wanted to be with his clients, it created the kind of energy that clients were attracted to him and that they now seek him out. So let's 
walk through Ron's two and a half year journey from coach training to where he is right now as a very successful C-suite executive coach and learn from him. So let's go to our interview with Ron West. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. It's great to see you. It is great to see you too, Mike. Thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Well, I wanted to invite Ron to the show. Ron and I go back a couple years now. Ron was one of my students through the University of Texas at Dallas coaching program. Just a phenomenal student and uh, somebody I was honored to be able to work with even outside of the classroom. And what just made me think that Ron would bring such value to the show is that he has done a phenomenal job building his coaching business and went from really no coaching business, no moved locations. I mean, we're going to talk about all the different things that Ron did and has been able to build his business to a place that it's sort of your dream business, huh? Exactly. You, you've built it into what you wanted. And there's se- several elements that go to that. And I would love for you to be able to share some of that with the audience. So let's start with just what attracted you to executive coaching to begin with? Mm, good question, Mike. So what's interesting is I actually thought that I was a coach already before I went back to UT Dallas. I had been coaching and charging money for executive coaching for for some time. I was quite convinced I was a good coach. It turns out I was actually a very good mentor and certainly not a coach. (laughs) So so the first big change going to the University of Texas at Dallas was, was all about shifting from what I thought was coaching was mentoring to start to do coaching, and then over the last couple of years to become a coach. The whole thing is is very much a journey. Uh, Where it really started was I wrote a book about my experience driving large-scale change in organizations across the world and realized that companies only change, any organization only changes when its leaders change, when they transform themselves. And the absolute best tool for that is coaching, executive coaching. So hence the decision to go back to school. Now, uh, about three years ago. Okay, excellent. And what's the name of the book that you wrote about transformational leadership? Oh, oh, a shameless plug. It's Corporate Caterpillars, How to Grow Wings. It's essentially a blueprint of how you can transform yourself in order to inspire the transformation of your organization. And with many companies now being digitally disrupted by technology and startups really don't need lots of capital to take over an industry. Um, a lot of companies are under threat. So what I find is my whole message about how to transform is something that most organizations now are having to do almost on a continual basis. So Corporate Caterpillars, yes. Great book. I have it on my bookshelf. So when you made this decision to get additional education on something that you already thought that, that you were doing and doing very well, what were some of the transformations that began to happen for you through that process? Mm, it's kind of interesting. I think the course itself is, is very much, it's a year-long course at UT in Dallas. Uh, it's all about the education so it builds a great framework of what is coaching and what are the different styles of coaching? What are you trying to achieve? There's also a great deal of, of uh, experiential practice with peers and, and anybody, frankly, you can find that will, will be coached. But the thing that makes the difference, I think, mentor coaching that you provided throughout the course and beyond is probably what started to turn me from seeing coaching as a skill 
and trying to turn it into more of a, a way of being. Coaching is absolutely a complete way of being in, in all areas of life. And when you learn that, you don't have the answer, but you have some tools that will help someone else find their answer. That's the big change. I actually thought the course itself would give me everything I needed and I would come out a coach. That's not true. There's no substitute for practice. And even after your mentor coaching, I realized my coaching style, coaching content has changed significantly over the last couple of years. And some of that is, is the range of people I've been at a coach, some, some very senior executives and some very well-known brands. So the, the whole journey has been one of enriching that and figuring out what is it that these executives need the most, what's going to help the most. And frankly, coaching is one of the tools, but there's a place where sometimes just a little advice needs to be placed in there. Sometimes there needs to be you know, a, a good and healthy debate about something. Sometimes there just needs to be a very gentle touch, just an influence in the right direction, or perhaps a resource. So it's, it's really very much a dance between being a consultant and a mentor and a coach and a friend and a confidant and an accountability buddy and all of those things. That, that's what works for me anyway. So, and that was beautifully spoken and sort of put out there in um, a very clear yet elegant way. So in that, I know that when you first began your transition, you people might notice by your voice, they just might notice that maybe you're not from Texas. So you've obviously made some transitions physically as well. So how did those kinds of changes impact your journey, sort of emotionally, as well as obviously physically? Wow, there are so many elements to this. But I truly believe that as a coach goes on their own journey of of developing self-awareness and and really watching what they're reflecting out into the world, what's coming back. As you go through your own personal journey, you're in a position to, to share and inspire and really by being fully present as you're going through your own journey so you can inspire a journey for, for someone else. I think that's how it works. So as you shine your own light, mm-hmm. light the way for someone else to, to shine there, as you give them permission, really. Some of the big changes that helped me, I guess, was what, what feels now like an almost insane decision to sell my house and, and move to the the city of my dreams. I, I'd always wanted to live in, in Austin here in Texas. And so I put my house on the market and sold it the same day. And about a month later, I find myself driving across this beautiful country to get to Austin. So the, the physical change was enormous. I completely underestimated the emotional turmoil of being that far from such great friends uh, and still friends to this day and coming to a new area that has, let's call it a unique culture. It's, it's very different. The, the island of Austin and the sea of Texas, Texas being a separate country as well. All of that was emotionally a strain. But what it did was it, it helped me to help others as I was looking for the courage to continue. Uh, because it was a very expensive affair to, to do that, to move like that. Uh, what I found was, wow, I, I don't have any clients. In fact, I'm, in the same month I moved, I sadly lost my mother. My father had already passed. And then a couple of my siblings were, were ill. So all of that was going on. And, and I, they're 
in England, so exactly. that was quite a distance. Yes, <laughs> it was. So it's tough to to handle all of that. Uh, but what I found was that the more that I was working to help inspire others to overcome their own fears, I, I found more strength for myself. So really, if I hadn't been through all of that, I don't think I'd be as as good a coach as my happy clients tell me I am today. I, I think I needed to go through all of that and and more. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the, the last really big transition was just about a year ago. I'd started with my grand five-year plan, more about that later. But what I found was I reached a point where it didn't seem to be taking off the way I thought it might. It was taking a long time. So it was two years in. I really had doubts. I, I did a lot of soul searching and, and reached a point emotionally where I was like, I'm done. I, I can't do this. As soon as I reached that point, it seems I, I found that courage again because I was inspiring courage in others. And I went, you know, just keep going. Let's just see. And with a, a, in a matter of just a few short weeks, it really started to take off. And by take off, I mean, instead of me desperately searching for business everywhere I could find it, it found me. It started finding me. And it really took two years, then to about up to two and a half years for that all to turn around and start to really accelerate. And what were some of the steps that you took in that that first two, two and a half years to begin to get that flywheel turning for you? I think if I had not done the the 2020 plan, (laughs) I'd have lost my way very quickly because it really takes a lot to build something. Mm -hmm. I'd worked for myself before, but really with captive clients. So actually sitting down there with an empty book of business and this newfound skill, I made every mistake I think you could possibly make. And and you have to, there's no real shortcut to that. But it was the plan that kept me on track with how to deal with this. The second thing I think was, I think at one point I had four different coaches coaching me. You might think that was overwhelming, actually. It was like just enough support and accountability. Because obviously you're inside your own box and the instructions for getting outside of that box carefully printed on the outside of the box. So I really needed that help. I stayed in touch with friends. I told everybody what I was doing. I shared the plan with everybody that would listen. And then as I was going around and knocking on doors, looking for business, I, I really kept going back to the plan, leaning on my friends, my coaches for help and support. That kept me on track. But the the specific things that I did, there is no shortcut, but the best place to start is everybody you already know. Referrals is absolutely the best way to get any business. And so the, the first order of business really in a new company is don't spend lots of time on your website and, and your uh, marketing collateral and all of that. It's really about get coaching. Just get coaching and do lots of it. And there's nothing to beat the sensation when you get referred to somebody you've never met before. You talk with them, they get engaged and interested, and they start that journey with you, and you take them through their journey, and and you see how far they can take themselves and and what they do as a result. And and that gives you even more incentive to go look for some more clients just like that. And some powerful things that you said there, Ron, is you didn't keep it a secret. You didn't think, you know, first I have to make it perfect, and then I'll let people know what I'm doing. You let everybody that you knew from any walk of life through any experience that you'd had what you were doing now. And I know that you also sort of reached out to other 
coaches and ask some questions from them about what they had done to build their businesses. What kinds of questions did you ask of these experienced coaches that you reached out to? The main question was, how the hell did you do that? Because <laughs> I'm having trouble figuring this out. I think uh, probably the questions range from, you know, what, what tools are you using? What does your process look like? What do you find works really well? That business development, do you go in through the HR door? Do you contact executives direct? What about going through third parties to begin with? All of those kinds of questions start to give you Sort of information and a little bit of a, a roadmap, just some, some marks along the way. Interestingly, a, a lot of what you get is is encouragement and support. Coaches are a fine breed of human being, and spending time with other coaches and being generally very genuinely curious about how they got to where they got to. The interesting thing, too, to me was the thing I missed, the question I didn't ask or, or maybe I did ask and didn't hear the answer, was you rely on what you already know. Because there are those people that definitely just coach, and they coach in a very pure way and don't profess to be an expert in business or any field of business or leadership development. They're just really all about, you're a human being, let me help you on your on your journey. And that's a, a great form of coaching. But what I realized was I have a lot of other experience and knowledge and expertise. And trying to weave that in was actually very difficult. It's very difficult to find someone who could say, I've done just that. I've taken my knowledge base, my subject matter expertise, and I've melded that with coaching. And I found a way to, to present that. So my, my plan now, my 2020 plan kind of keeps surprising me because I keep finding things in there that I don't remember that I wrote, actually. So I read it quite often and update pieces. And one of the things that are said in there was like, in the first year, just, just coach. In the second year, coach, but start to pick your clients more carefully. In the third year, weave in some of your knowledge base and, and develop some workshops to go with that coaching. And then right now, I've actually pulled all of those workshops together and coaching and turned the whole thing into a giant program. And I've, I've just sold the first such program. Congratulations. I'm son here in Austin and I am thrilled. So it's a big milestone. What other, any other little tidbits that you put in your plan that might be inspiring for others? Mm. So I think a lot of people stop and wait until they get the plan perfect. Uh, big mistake. <laughs> so uh, just write the plan, whatever you know, write that down. But what I did specifically with marketing is I called every single thing I thought of doing an experiment as in coaching. And so I wasn't attached to whether something worked or didn't work or and I didn't spend months talking to people trying to find out what was the right answer. I just thought, well, okay, let's see how that works. And so everything would be broken down into many, many different experiments. And I'd go try them and then look at the results and go, hmm, that's interesting. It, it seems to work better if I advertise here or if I post things here or if I post this less frequently, more in-depth articles. And so you through that journey, you find your, your ideal client, if you like, and then what that client resonates with, that starts to become apparent. So seeing that as part of the journey and experimenting is probably the single biggest lesson is going back and reading, oh, that's right. I, I tried that. That didn't work. That's, that's the way that I have managed to develop things that work really well for me and my expertise and the kind of clients that I'm uh, attracted to and want to work with. And how would you describe who your ideal or target market is? It's a good one. So 
pretty well exclusively now. It's established C-suite or executive leaders in, in a range of, of public companies, big companies, and or, or someone that aspires to be that next CEO or CXO. They tend to be successful already, but they hit some glass ceiling and get stuck. And then along comes technology to disrupt them. And that digital disruption now puts them off balance. And I'm really not sure how to respond to that. Those folks I, I love working with. And as I, as I said to a, a friend the other day, I put it out there that I really like very difficult, challenging coaching situations. And so guess what the universe provided? <laughs> I thought, or challenging my poor clients are listening to this now going, so he thinks I'm challenging? What? <laughs> so, <laughs> challenging um, in a good way, yes. Exactly, a good and wholesome way. Uh, the interesting thing, too, is when people are successful, they tend to rely on their strengths uh, and, in fact, overuse those strengths. And so that's a spot that I've found I can really bring some huge value, especially if that particular leader is in a position to inspire a total digital transformation of the whole business. And that's my sweet spot. Excellent. So what has been some exciting things that have happened for you in the last, you know, the last maybe couple months? In the last couple of months alone, uh, so at about the two and a half year mark, and it seems to take that long, I started getting clients reaching out to me and my ideal clients too, instead of me having to go beat on doors and, and use third parties. So big switch there in terms of coaching clients coming to me. Second thing is, is people coming to me as, as more of an advisor and saying, well, not sure what I need, but here's, here's what's going on. And they're interesting, too, because they, they tend to be a little bit of facilitation of a retreat plus some coaching. And in the last two months alone, um, I've landed uh, individual workshops that I developed last year and, and tested out. And I've got orders for all of them, and, and they're still coming in. It's fabulous. And then, as I mentioned, the big Samsung contract, which is the whole program. It's basically all of my stuff to help managers turn into leaders who can really drive mag magnificent digital transformation in their businesses. And, and probably the biggest news of all was absolutely none of that. I just found out I'm going to be a granddad as well. Congratulations. That is fabulous. And I know that right before we started the interview, we were talking about how exciting it is to get to a place in your business where you can be very selective about the kinds of clients that you work with, that you can, because you know that there's a certain kind of client that you will have the best synergy with and, and bring the most value Two, you can be selective and you've gotten to that place now where you're able to be selective in who you work with. So I have three particular clients have been with me actually quite some time for much of this journey. And they speak very kindly of, of what I've been able to bring for them. Um, but actually, I, I let them go. I, I brought those coaching relationships to an end. I was looking at how much value I was still providing. I felt that it was, it was limited that we'd, we'd gone as far as we could go together and maybe it was time for either a break or, or a different coach. And so I think it's a huge milestone for anybody developing their own coaching business is when you can be that selective and say, look, really enjoyed our time together. I think we've got a lot accomplished. I hope you think so too, but I'm going in a different direction now. And the three of them are very gracious about it, very gracious about it and, and understood completely and were very happy. With, with everything they'd managed to, to find for themselves over that period. So another big milestone. And that was pretty recently too, just the last couple of weeks. Another congratulations. And uh, is your grandbaby going to be in England? 
Yes, yes. So, so, already, so that will create a little bit more travel as well, huh? Well, it's interesting. I, I think uh, one of the things that happened last year for me, which was just uh, really interesting, it's another whole branch of work for me. I signed up uh, one of the presidents at GE. He was based in Dubai at the time. And it was very difficult to get him scheduled for initial coaching sessions. Very difficult. This was just an hour on the phone. So I said, so, so what if I came and I just parked myself in your office? How would that work out? And he said, like, oh, that's a good idea. So I took the uh, somewhat 15-hour flight to Dubai. I spent the whole day there with him. Um, I would hope so. If, if you traveled 15 hours, I'm glad you didn't just go for an hour. Yeah. No, I went for 22 hours and then I flew back on a 16 and a half hour flight to get back to Austin. Um, he's still a great client to this day. So, you know, I've started to do a little bit more international work and I've, I've got some gigs with uh, some senior executives at uh, Michael Kors in London. I've got some other folks from Target uh, all over the U.S., so I'm starting to push the boundaries outside of the U.S., and I'm very excited about that and what that might look, turn into. It's, it's great to hear that you're taking your value across the waters as well, because you know, people over there need to work with you as well. You need to bring your value everywhere, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, really enjoying the process, just being open to new things coming my way instead of saying, no, 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 I just do this, seeing much of it as, as an experiment. But there is a core to everything I provide. And I think it's important to find out what is it that you really bring? What are you about? Rather than having coaching as an isolated skill, have coaching as something that comes with some subject matter expertise and, and bring all of that together in some way. And you'll provide much more value to your clients. And for all of us, I guess we're just looking to make a difference to, to help contribute in whatever way you can. If you're clear about what you stand for, then you can find what, what some will call your signature voice. And that needs to find its place to, for people to really experience your presence as a coach and to really gain the most, most benefit from the coaching assignment, the coaching experience. Wow, that was so well said and such a great way to kind of wrap up our interview that I'm not even going to ask you anything else. I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share a bit about your journey because I know it's going to bring a lot of value to people who are walking their own path, but a similar path. So thank you, Ron, for your time this morning. And thank you, Mike. Whatever your individual plans are for your coaching, I hope that Ron being willing to be so authentic and transparent about the path that he walked towards success will be helpful for you. I think some of the key things are his planning, his perseverance, and willingness to work with others for his clarity and partnering with coaches to help him get super clear and have the courage to take the kinds of steps he needed to get to where he is very successful, happy, and able to bring his kinds of services to his ideal clients. If you'd like to know more about Ron West or about our show, visit Star coachshow.com. Information about Ron will be on the resource page. And while you're on the site, be sure to go to the contact page and sign up for the free book giveaway. We have some more books from our 
esteemed guests. Our current book in the giveaway is Being Coached, Group and Team Coaching from the Inside by our guest, Ann Deaton, and she co-wrote that book with Holly Williams. You can't win the books if you're not in the book giveaway, so be sure to stop by the site, starcoachshow.com, go to the contact page, and sign up for our book giveaway. This is a phenomenal book on group coaching. So, I hope that each of you has a fabulous week. I have not forgotten about our membership site. I am still putting things together. Any big technical project takes me just a little bit longer, but I'm still working on it. It's going to be out this summer. I want each of you to have a fabulous week, and we will see you next week on the Star Coach Show. Take care. Take care.